Hey everybody and welcome to podcast 166. This time I have a retro review of a game which is a few years old, but I think it's worth mentioning. Back in the day I remember the reviews being kind of meh, and I think it's a good game, so I'm going to talk about it. And that's all I have for this time, so hopefully you'll enjoy the show. Are you telling me you built a time machine? Retro Review This retro review is for a game called Dead Island. It originally released a few years ago in 2011. It was followed by a sequel called Dead Island Riptide. I haven't played that yet. I got them both on a Steam sale, so I will play through them both eventually. I'm only about maybe 8 hours into the Dead Island game. I think I'm like level 22. I don't know how many there are total. This is made by Techland, who I guess have been making games since 2000. But looking at their list of the games they've made, the only one I'm familiar with is Call of Juarez, which I haven't actually played myself. The thing I find most interesting about playing Dead Island is that the game Techland is working on now is called Dying Light, which is due out February of next year, so about eight months. And with Dying Light, they said they had certain sort of goals they wanted to evolve the genre with. And I can see in Dead Island where sort of the origins of those thoughts could have come from. There are a few different aspects in it that I can see, yeah, this is where that could evolve. And I can follow their logic. The strange thing is that Dead Island 2 is actually being made by a different developer. So I find that kind of odd that they had such a change in direction they decided to drop the IP entirely. And I guess it's in the hands of a different developer now. The easiest way to describe Dead Island is that it is a first person, not necessarily shooter because... It doesn't usually have guns. You don't even see a gun until, eh, I would guess, about level 18 or so. Up until then, it's all pretty much just melee weapons. But it would be easiest to describe as a Borderlands-like kind of game. While you can play the game solo, it is designed around sort of a story of four characters. And each of them have, I guess, a different class, which isn't really described in the game. I didn't even know they had different talent sets until about six hours in. The game at the starting screen just kind of says, this character has 10% extra that. And that's all it says. It doesn't say they have different talents or that talents even exist. So I didn't even know about that until I saw, you know, a little notice you've leveled up and you have a talent point to spend. So that would have been nice to know right from the start. But in terms of general play and, you know, there are four characters and they have 
slightly different classes and it's sort of a, a co-op kind of thing. People can play co-op with you or you can play it solo as well as sort of the hub quest style is very Borderlands-like. You'll basically pick up sort of a main story quest that keeps you in an area for a certain amount of time and then you'll do side quests while you're doing that main story quest. And the area will respawn. It actually does it fairly quickly. If you run away from an area and then come back like five minutes later, it'll be respawned. Also, it saves on a checkpoint system. So if you complete a quest and you log out, when you log back in, you'll be at the main hub area and everything will be respawned. Like I said, though, every everything will be respawned pretty quickly anyways, so that's kind of a, a moot point. This is actually kind of, I think, a good point for more casual players who play for shorter periods of time, as the loot system appears to be totally random, and there are the same, you know, four levels of loot as there are in many other games. So you've got this sort of cycling loot, and as you're going through the areas, you know, multiple times, you know, once it resets, you know, you'll have the chance to get, you know, more loots out of those boxes. Different loots, you know, you might see something you haven't seen before. And so I think that's very cool and interesting. There are several different weapon types, though there's pretty much, well, three different categories that I've seen so far. There's, like I said, the melee ones, which is pretty much all you have access to at the start of the game. And that's divided pretty much into sharp slash blade weapons and then blunt weapons. And then, like I said, by level 20, you're starting to see some guns. I'm like level 22 or 23, and I've seen maybe half a dozen guns. But, you know, within each category, there's several different kinds of weapons. There's bats, there's batons, there's pieces of wood, there's oars and other large planks. So just, you know, that's just blunt stuff, and that's quite a variety. So there's four different kind of stats each item has. And you could decide, you know, which, which style you like, depending on, you know, if you want more speed or you want more damage or if you want more durability or whatever. As I said, the game is basically a standard sort of checkpoint system, do the quests and level up kind of game. But there is some flexibility in how you can build. I don't think it limits you in any of the sort of talent tree split. Other than, you know, unlock later talents, you'll have to go, you know, deeper in the tree. So you probably don't want to split too much. But it's not like, you know, you're forced to stick in one tree. You have the three different trees for each character, and then you can build sort of to the depth you like. And like I said, uh, from that point on, you just go out and smash zombies in the face and try and do all the things. And on the way, you get some cool, interesting loots which you will change out pretty frequently. I've probably changed one or two weapons for every few levels, so it, it changes out pretty quick. I'm having quite a bit of fun with it. I'm having kind of a hard time putting it down because it is so fun. It's like, I just want to finish this one more quest. Oh, now I did this one quest. I still have a little bit of time. I'll do another quest. And it's kind of time-consuming. If you don't watch the time, it, it can go by very quickly. So that's a good thing. It's a lot of fun. There's only a few gripes I have about the game. 
One is there's a little bit of screen tearing. I'm not sure what's going on there. It could be due to the age of the game, even though it is only a few years old. You know, it could just be my system is new enough that it kind of tears at points whether I have VSync on or not. Actually, the kind of funny thing is when I turned VSync on, it actually got worse, which is the exact opposite of what's supposed to happen. And my only other gripe, which is probably a bigger gripe, is the quest sort of marking system on your map, both on your large map and your mini map, is kind of not ideal. It will give you sort of multiple waypoints, but they're not really clearly defined in that only one can sort of be the active one. So that'll be a little red flag, whereas all the other ones, if you get a range or they're on the map, will be a white flag. And the biggest problem with that system is that when you highlight whatever it is you want to do, there is supposed to be sort of a guiding dotted line on the maps and sort of a distance marker as to how far to go. But it's kind of like a crazy messed up GPS because there are multiple paths to get where you're trying to go and the little dotted thing doesn't always show you the best path. So it's like sometimes I've had the dotted line show me a path and I'm like, no, that's silly. Why should I go like all the way around that thing when I could just shortcut through here? Or other times it'll show me the exact opposite and it'll say, shortcut through here, and I'm like, no, this is like totally the wrong direction. So that system could use some help. Um, Maybe, you know, with Riptide, that'll be better. And I'm sure certainly with Dying Light coming out, you know, eight months from now, that will be vastly improved, I'm sure. But if you enjoy a Borderlands-style game, and you enjoy smashing zombies in the face, and there's some good stories, too, with the characters and what's going on with this world, and revealing the story of what happened to it because it's a big mystery to the characters and sort of the people in the world. So that's being, you know, slowly revealed as I go through the story, which I find very interesting. I won't give it any kind of final rating because, like I said, I've only played about eight hours, I'd guess, so far, like level 22-ish, and I just hit sort of the main second act thing. I assume there's three acts, but it like just recently gave me the second act thing, so I'm sure there's probably quite a bit more left to play, and I'll probably talk a bit more about it when I get through it. Like I said, it was on sale pretty cheap. I think I paid like eight fifty for both Dead Island and Dead Island Riptide, and some extra downloadable content stuff. So it's super cheap, and if you like the Borderlands style of game you might want to pick it up. News this time is the same as last time. I did guess correctly. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is July 11th. And Jupiter Ascending is on the 18th. It looks like a pretty cool movie. It is by the formerly Wachowski brothers. 
who did the Matrix series. I guess it's a brand new thing where there's just a regular Earth girl and she is met by some alien people who say she's a princess. And there's this whole cosmic war going on. So it looks pretty cool and interesting. I'm looking forward to it. Still just under a month away, so be a few weeks before we see it. But you want want to keep your eyes out for it if you are into that sort of thing. And that's it for the news. So that's it for this week's Rabbit Rumblings. No Pirates Treasure, hasn't been one in a while. And there's not really anything else going on with me other than Dead Island. The coffee shop where I typically connect to has gotten really, really bad lately. It's gotten so bad, I'm lucky if I can do any online games at all for even just an hour or so a day. So I'm pretty much giving up on that. Hopefully it will clear up soon and I could go back to gaming again because the connection is just seriously messed up. Wildstar today I turned on the little ping meter that shows you know the delay and there were several times during just even a 10 minute period where it puts up little question marks and some kind of hexadecimal thing. So it was so messed up Wildstar didn't even know what was going on with the connection. So, like I said, haven't been playing online games really much. Usually about an hour is all I get to play before it starts going badly, if even that much. So, mostly I've just been doing offline stuff with Space Run and now Dead Island. So, not a lot to talk about. But I guess that's it for this week's podcast. And hopefully I'll see everybody next time. Okay, thanks, bye. Just a regular Earth girl, and she is met by some alien people who say she's a princess. And there's this whole cosmic war going on, so it looks pretty cool and interesting. Usually, about an hour is all I get to play before it starts going badly, if even that much. So, mostly a bitch. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbitsramblings.html. When you type Rabbit's Ramblings, don't use the space. 
If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. If you like my page, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on YouTube at rabbitdot.com. Be sure to put the number one in place of I anytime you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright 2014 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.